It's time now for the morning line here on KMA. The 2023 fall harvest is about all wrapped up in KMA land. Iowa Ag Secretary Mike Nag is with us on the line this morning to discuss the outcome of this year's harvest and talk about other ag-related issues. Good morning to you, Mr. Secretary. Good morning, and boy, do I love hearing rain in the forecast. That sounds great to me. Ordinarily, we wouldn't want it, but right now, uh, the state is so dry, uh, we could all stand some precipitation as long as it isn't ice. But uh, let's get to the yield from this year's harvest. Overall, how did Iowa do in terms of yields uh, for the 2023 harvest? You know, the numbers will still be uh, compiled in terms of the official reports that come out, uh, uh, you know, from from USDA and and as that comes together. But again, anecdotally, what I would say is that we have heard, uh, you know, better than expected, very strong corn yields over much of the state. You know, you've got the exceptions to that rule, which, of course, is uh, the the intense drought areas, which really stretched from northeast. Uh, down into part, parts of southeast Iowa where we had D4 drought. And so those are areas where you saw, you know, maybe 40 percent, uh, 50 percent yield losses or, you know, b- below trend line, uh, but very strong yields. And, and I, I especially heard uh, some pretty strong yields coming out of uh, southwest Iowa, maybe not on the bean side, maybe more average on beans, but very strong corn yields. So I think across the uh, state of Iowa, we're going to have another a really strong crop, uh, all things considered. It's, a, it's amazing what we've been able to do, uh, given the intense dry conditions that we've seen now. 180 weeks of consecutive D1 drought in the state of Iowa. That's a record you don't want to set. Drought aside, what are some of the reasons why this harvest by preliminary numbers turned out better than everyone expected? Yeah, I think it, it does have to do with the you know timely rain. We see the value of that. Uh, I, I think it is interesting that here we are, three years, third year of a uh, of dry conditions, and and you know I think it's a variety of things, right? It, this is important to note, and especially for folks that aren't maybe living every day and working in the ag field, it's to say, well, there's a lot of things that go into that resiliency. It's yeah, it's the it's the better breeding, it's better genetics, the traits. It's equipment. It's how we plant. It's the crop protection tools. How you feed the crop. I mean, it's it's pieces of each one of those things. Better roots, better stems, uh, and those are things that you don't just magically you know happen, and they don't happen overnight. And so it is a it's a testament to uh, and the value of innovation when it comes to agriculture. And it, it's why we've got to continue to think that way going into the future. We will surely experience weather challenges. Well into the future, you and I can't control the weather. We're going to have to respond to it. So I really do think it's a testament to that. Well, when you think about challenges and you think about a few years ago when we had uh, the derechos that hit in 2020, and of course, uh, tomorrow, by the way, well, today is the second anniversary of the derecho that went through our area here in KMA land. That didn't affect any crops because the harvest was done by then, but still, the fact that we avoided major weather calamities in the state uh, this year, how did that help the, the harvest? Uh, you're, you're spot on. You know, think of it. Uh, we, we, we had drought, we had, uh, we had flood in 19, and then derecho in 20, and then, you know, the, two years ago we had, you know, a couple of derechos. That's a word that we didn't even know existed, and, and you're spot on. Uh, there were some hail events. We did have some wind, but by and large in this last year, those were really localized events. And so uh, we did avoid, knock on wood, uh, largely the uh, the types of severe weather, or at least severe weather at the times of the year where you saw significant 
uh, yield impact. You know, you can withstand some tough stuff uh, earlier in the growing season. It's it's later in the growing season when you knock things down or hit it with hail that you can have issues. You know, we also look at crop health uh, and, uh, you know, did we have uh, good quality grain? And we test that. We take samples in every county, a couple of samples in every county every year to test do we have quality grain and that also came back very, very clean and positive. So uh, it, we had a good crop, but we also had a good quality crop. We're talking with Iowa Ag Secretary Mike Nig here on the morning line on King MA. Getting back to the drought, how concerned are you right now about the soil moisture heading into next spring's planting season and the rains that we get this weekend and any further future precip? How important is that to try to shore things up uh, in the, the D1 and beyond uh, uh, weather that we're experiencing as far as the crops and the drought is concerned? Yeah, it, we're on the wrong trend line is what I would say at this point. Although, I, you know, there are some, some bright spots, if you call them that. I mean, western Iowa, largely, southwest and northwest, have started to see a bit of a turnaround in terms of, uh, you know, coming out of the intense drought. Uh, doesn't feel like it, though, does it? You know, I mean, we're, we're still supposed to be getting, you know, I think the numbers are something like we should be getting a tenth of rain to a quarter inch of rain you know, um, uh, on a regular basis here throughout the, the, uh, this time of year. And so, you know, uh, uh, per week and, and, you know, what you're selling, you're saying, Hey, we might get a, when we get a half an inch, well, that should, that's what we're supposed to be getting, uh, every two weeks this time of year. And we're not even seeing that. So we're not, we're not even getting what we're supposed to get at this point. I still am hopeful that the, the strong El Nino signal is supposed to be giving us warmer temperatures with higher probability of precipitation. Now we're getting the warmer temperatures. Uh, we just have not seen that higher precip uh, tendency to come in. So I, I think it's going to be really a, a big indicator is as we flip into January, do we start to see some more regular rain? That tells us everything we need to know about coming into spring. So we certainly need, <laughs> while I don't want ice, uh, unfortunately I will take snow and I'll certainly will take a, a nice, uh, nice, pre- nice rain as well. I was going to say we could do without the icy roads here, but uh, let's talk about another serious issue facing agriculture in this state right now, highly pathogenic avian influenza. Now, avian flu was recently detected in KMA land here in a flock in Mills County. Right now, how big of a problem is avian flu across the state? You know, we're actually starting, knock on wood, to see things wane just a little bit. The threat is not gone by any means. You're right. We just had a uh, small backyard flock in, in Mills County. We had a large layer site in Taylor County uh, that was that was positive. And, you know, we continue to, uh, we're, we're getting calls, uh, we're taking samples, we're still testing. But it, logic would tell you that as the birds are migrating south, uh, ironically, one of the challenges is the migrating birds are staying around because our weather is so nice. They need to push south, carry that virus with them. Uh, but I think as we get into Christmas and as we get into January, just like last year, we will see this trail off. Uh, so, uh, you know, it's it's just a time of, of continued vigilance. But we are at 18 sites this fall. We had the first one this fall starting October 20th. Uh, so this is kind of right where we expected to be. Could still have some cases here over Christmas, but um, I also wouldn't be surprised if we're done with it for uh, for this time around. Now, do you see any further signs of avian flu in southwest Iowa? Do you expect or do you have any indications that we'll see it again here in our region? You know, that's a that's the question, right? Um, 
what's supposed to be happening here and what happened in 2015, of course, was wild birds carried it then, but they be, they developed an, an immunity to it over time. Now, unfortunately, we're on year two of wild birds still not developing that immunity. And, uh, you know, it's, it's hard to understand why and what's happening. Is that virus changing? Um, so I, I cannot with any certainty at all tell you whether or not uh, they're going to be once again carrying that in the spring. But that's our next. It, we, we learned that there's a threat year round. Uh, there's there's resident birds that could be carrying this. So don't don't hear me wrong. This could still happen at any time. It's just that the prevalence of it is greater in those migrating periods. So uh, our next big threat uh, time comes again in the spring, and, and time will only tell uh, whether or not uh, th- th- those those wild birds have shed that virus. If anybody has any questions or if they want to report it in their flocks, what should they do? Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, call call the department. Go to the, our website, iowaagriculture.gov. There's a page there that gives the symptoms for high-path avian influenza, a uh, phone number to call. Call talk with one of our vets. Call your veterinarian. If you see symptoms, and it, again, it's it's a lethargic birds, birds not eating, birds not drinking, uh, just not, not acting normal. They go, they don't lay eggs, you know, those types of things. Uh, give a call. It's better to know uh, than not know, and then we can we can help you with uh, the next steps if, if you do have it or tell you that you don't. So that's better to know than not know. Mike, we thank you for your time. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. We look forward to talking to you again in 2024. Have a good rest of the day. Same to you. I'll be down in your in your region over Christmas and always look forward to that. You bet. That's Iowa Agriculture Secretary Mike Nag on the morning line on KMA.